This week on Erotic Awakening, sexy shows and non-sexy kink. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. This week, Patreon supporters receive all kinds of bonus content, including a hundred percent. Yeah, I did that on purpose. A hundred percent discount to upcoming workshops. Head over to patreoncom awakening today and get your bonus content and support the show. And thank you to our latest supporter, Sparkly One. Awesome. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. So today on the podcast, we do have guests, today, but they don't know what their names are. So why don't you guys just make up names that you want us to call you by today? So for example, I am T-Rex underscore ties. T-Rex ties. I'm going to write that down. And you've, you've left the other person very confused on what their name is. <laughs> <laughs> or T-Rex for short is fine. All right, good. T-Rex and? Tracy. Tracy it is. <laughs> Today on the podcast, we're very fortunate that Tracy and T-Rex have joined us because they have a particular skill set that goes right for our conversation today. Fabulous. And you are the only one that knows what the conversation's about. Don, (laughs) you started to watch a show on Netflix about somebody who was doing some kind of a bondage thing. Did I now? (laughs) You did. And I don't think you enjoyed it a ton. Because you don't remember what that is. I don't, but I can watch TV shows many times and not remember anything about them. So what is that show? But there is a movie that you watched that got you started in Kinkland. And it oh, was a vanilla, absolutely. It was a vanilla movie. It was R-rated, yep. I think. Yep, yep. And with, with Lou Diamond Phillips. And what was it called? That one was Dangerous Touch. Yes. <laughs> Which, when we went to go find you a copy of it, we had to order it from Korea. We did. It's not a well... It's not well known. But it is Lou Diamond Phillips, and I don't know that he wrote it, but I know he directed it, or he produced it. One of those. Plus, he's the main star, and you get to see his ass, and he ties a girl up, and yeah, it, it's pretty hot. So beyond tying a girl up, was that the kinky part of it? No. No, he was he was dominating her. Well, he was blackmailing her, but that's beside the point. It's a movie. But okay. he was dominating her, and she, who was in a position of power, liked that he was in charge and made her do naughty things. So today for the podcast topic, I was thinking about the movie that we shot at the space not long ago, or that was shot at the space not long ago. We weren't actually part of it, but Barak and Sheba were. Yes. And they rented the space out. It was us, them, they. They, them, us. They, them, us. Mm -hmm. And I haven't heard anything about that since then. I haven't, but I don't pay attention either. Fair point. But um, we got to see Sheba, Brat Sheba. She played a part in it. And we got to see Barak's legs under the queening chair. Under Brat Sheba. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we know it's Barrack's legs because we know Barrack's tattoos. <laughs> so one thing that T-Rex and Tracy know about is television and movies. So much so that while we were in a contest not long ago where they were taking completely out of context pictures, I ended up winning a hat because T-Rex could recognize... A blob of black on another blob of yellow was, oh, yeah, that's Pulp Fiction, obviously. And you want a hat because of that. Yes. yes. I want a hat because because T-Rex won a hat. Mm-hmm. And T-Rex gave the hat to Tracy, who then gave it to me. So this must have been at the comedy show improv thing that mm-hmm. I left. 
Because I went to the casino. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds just like you, yes. That does sound like you. So, T-Rex, there's a lot of movies out there that have kink or hot sex or bdsm themes that are not necessarily kinky movies. Do you remember the, the Netflix show that I was trying to remember the title of? There was, the, there was the one that everybody really kind of like lambasted because it wasn't quite what the community was. That was um, like the first season was, bonding. was like that. bonding. Bonding, yes. that's what it was. So like yes. the first season wasn't on par. So the yeah. second season they tried to make up for it. Exactly. Did, did yeah. you guys come in? And this, I, I'm saying this with no judgment. I don't care. Did you come into the community because of a BDSM film? Perhaps a BDSM film that was released three, four, five years ago. That, eight years ago. Was it eight years ago? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, that one movie that. Came out. 50 it's Shades not of like gray. black and white. It's like gray, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that was like eight or nine years ago because we had the space for five years. We've been on the road for two, and yeah, so maybe seven years ago. I don't know. Did that impact you guys with it? Because you're fairly newer to the lifestyle. And I'm getting ready to flip you guys out. Close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> for those who are. <laughs> Listening at home, you can open your eyes now. Dawn's finishing taking her dress off. That's right. Hot flash. Just remembering all those movies that she was watching the other day. (laughs) I don't think it was from an actual movie, per se. At least for me. For me, it was because Tracy actually was like, ooh, like I'm interested in this stuff. And of course, me being in the podcasting space myself, I knew some people that delved in these topics and were able to connect those people, I'm sure, on this show, actually, you guys have talked to Cauldron. Or mm-hmm. in audience, yep. you've mm-hmm. heard of Cauldron. So I knew Cauldron personally, so I connected Cauldron and Tracy together. And that's how Tracy got to learn more about the community from that perspective. And then after all of that education, because I have a broadcasting major and have spent three years actually tracked on a TV tracking app of actually watching television programming. Mm-hmm. So I consider myself somewhat of an expert on television programming. I then went out and sought out BDSM-type television shows and movies to say, is this really accurate or not? Okay. And so we found the bonding one, and we were like, this is not how this works at all. And the one I remember most clearly uh, of recently was uh, Netflix has a show called You. And on You, Joel Goldberg runs around and like stalks people because he really wants to be with the one person. And mm-hmm. I believe it was the third season, the eighth episode... Um, him and his wife, his wife at the time, knew of his behavior because she was very much like that also. And so their neighbors and them got together and had a group play uh, thing. And it was nothing like you expect. It was this contract, but it was literally a the size of an encyclopedia, Britannica <laughs> contract that was dropped on the table that they had to read through and sign. And then they got up to the point where they were going to start having a play experience and it looked like a doctor lays out their tools on the surgery table or like a torture thing. But every single dildo and vibe you can imagine got rolled out in this thing. And I'm like, this is not how this happens. Right. Because at, at our parties, they get rolled out on a dining room table instead. Right. So. <laughs> oh my and then, of course, there were the one guy actually takes drugs in order to enhance the experience. And we're like, that's not allowed either. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was very interesting to just sit back and watch this episode. And laugh the whole way through it because it's like these these people have no idea. Do you end up thinking to yourself that they're doing not only are we laughing at it, but they're actually doing harm? Is there TV shows that you've come across that are harmful 
to people's interpretation of BDSM. I will say that the very, very, very first movie along these lines at all, not a BDSM movie per se, but was probably one, maybe two, Police Academy. Mm. Really? Yes. Refresh my memory. <clears throat> so one of the characters for one reason, I cannot remember what reason was, ends up going into a gay leather. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Somebody was chasing somebody and he ended up in the blue, I want to say it was the blue oyster. I think the it was oyster. the blue oyster. <laughs> it was the blue oyster. <laughs> Many things I cannot remember. Weird <laughs> shit sticks in my head. And, and that was the first time I'd ever seen a gay leather club portrayed. Uh -huh. And it wasn't portrayed in a particularly negative way per se, but it was certainly was portrayed in the way that anything gay was portrayed in that history in for a laugh. Oh yeah, it was definitely about the laugh. Because so. they went into the bar and then they didn't realize where they were until later on. And then they send over oh my gosh, I'm totally drawing a blank on his name. The 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 crabby, the, you know, the guy that everybody hates. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, and they send him me. later in the movie there because they're playing a practical joke on him. And that's where it's like, oh, like being in a leather gay club is like a practical joke rather right. than actually something that should be accepted and okay. cherished and what have you. See, and I, I like the shows like I'm watching right now. So come forward a little bit. And it's not current, but Lost Girl. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, yeah. I'm digging the hell out of that. This is probably the fourth time I've watched this series. And the part that I like about it, it's not DS. It's not. But there's definitely power play in there and primal energy and all that type of stuff. And I was telling Dan, I'm like, so here we go. Here's another sex scene. You'll never see a flash of ass. You'll never see a nipple, but it's the hottest fucking sex that I've seen because it's all growls and... and mm. Yeah. And one of the things that's, that's really interesting to me about Lost Girl is the main character, Bo. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have been watching from the sidelines. From the sidelines. <laughs> out of the corner of my eye, looking for sex scenes. Is that a side, is that a side eye then? <laughs> it could be. Is they do a really good representation of she has some, some same-sex relationships. Yes. She has some not same-sex relationships, but there's never a point where any of it seems risque, per se. No. It's very... Natural. Natural. Good word. Yeah, yeah, it's very natural. I mean, they're like, oh, you're interested in her. Here, go get her. Well, she's also a succubus, and they understand that she likes hot sex and needs hot sex. So, the gender doesn't seem to matter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess there was another one that just came back up recently because they have this agreement where AMC shows, or very select few of them, are now on Max, mm -hmm. formerly HBO Max, and one of them was Killing Eve. Oh, yeah. And Killing Eve, there's a very much a sexual tension between Eve and Villanelle that, that's mm -hmm. played by Jodie Comer. And if anybody knows, Jodie Comer was recently rated as like the most beautiful woman in the world scientifically by... <laughs> Golden ratio and all this oh, measurements yeah. of stuff of her face and whatever. Okay. But but the whole concept of the show is that Villanelle is actually a, an assassin and a really good assassin. And mm -hmm. it intrigues Sandra O's oh Eve character because she's supposed to capture Villanelle. But at the same time, she's just fascinated by the way the deaths occur. And she's that got she the almost... hots for her too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hots for her and hots for the killing that she like tries out some of the things on herself in the first season like what does it feel when a knife punctures this way and what does it feel if i get tied up this way so it's adding in those kink elements but not explaining like 
what is it really that she's dealing with emotionally Mm -hmm. to connect with that experience. And I think some people might try those things thinking they're kinky, but not actually have the proper education for it. Right. That's the scary part. Yeah, and and it's interesting when you take a movie like The Secretary, which was intended to have BDSM scenes, regardless of how you perceive them, regardless of whether whether you think they're accurate or not, that was the intent of it. Yeah, so, but you got some of us in the movie house watching her spank herself, and we're like, oh, tried that, doesn't work. (laughs) Right. So, Tracy, are there any TV shows, movies that you watch, regardless of whether it's intended to be hot or kinky, that you say, ooh, that's hot, but that is hot. Well, not so much on the hot and kinky side, because I like a lot of comedies, and so comedies don't tend to throw too much of that in. But I did just finish finish binging New Amsterdam, which is a procedural hospital doctor drama. And the last two seasons, it just wrapped up its fifth and final season this last year, so it's very new still. The last two seasons portrayed a, a, a polyam relationship really nice of two hmm. guys and a girl and they even went through the whole series of taking her through pregnancy and not knowing which man was the father of the baby oh. and they didn't they didn't downplay it or make it dumb like they really both men really respected that she wanted to wait till the baby was born to find out who the father was and they both took great partnership roles and it was it was actually really really good portrayal that's that's really cool when we see that as well, and I'm trying to think of more like that, but all I can think of is books at the moment. But, you know, even Lost Girl, I, the problem is is that with a lot of the stuff that could be polyamorous, they instead like the whole triangle friction thing, right? So, like, Hunger Games, that would have been a perfect time to be polyamorous, right? But then you wouldn't have a movie. Even Lost Girl, there's a little bit of friction between the guy and the doctor, you know, the girl doctor. There's some friction there. Like, she's got to choose one. And she's like, I'm unaligned. I'm a succubus. I can do what I want. I can have both of you. But they try to feed sure. in that friction a little bit. But what about, and I'm trying to look up, um, darn it, I'm still not going to think of his name. East of Eden. Has anybody watched that? Do you mean the Dan Aykroyd? Yes. Rosie? Because that's all about, isn't it an, all about an island of, I, of BDSM yes, and that, stuff Yes, that like is my that. understanding of that oh. movie, but I can't say that. And I, I borrowed the movie from Arcane and then didn't watch it. So <laughs> I need to put that on my list because I'm sitting here thinking, oh, that one's got stuff in it and it's supposed to be okay. <laughs> just, just, to make, just to allow people to look at me with disgust, one of the hot things that I've seen in a TV show... Uh-oh is from a TV show. It was on Netflix. It was called Brand New Cherry Flavor. It was a horror drama. It's kind of ringing a bell, but go ahead. I, I don't recall the reason that this happened, but the the bad person put a curse on this woman mm-hmm. so that she had a vagina on her side. Oh, you told me about this. Oh, my God. And <laughs> Did you find that hot? Not, not that part. Okay. And then, for some reason, this witch had kittens popping out of this vagina. I thought that was a dream. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your problem for having that dream. But later, she was making out with a guy, and she grabs his hand and guides it over to her side vagina. <laughs> and for some reason, that did it for me. That did it for you, huh? <laughs> side vagina. Uh, no, nope, not having surgery. Nope. We're good. I, I might have to watch that. 
What is the TV show that has a dominatrix as kind of the one of the reoccurring characters? It's one of the procedural TV shows. I don't know. I don't know, but I know, keep thinking about that one, because talking about that reminded me of Bones, mm-hmm. the mm. series Bones, where they had the pony play in oh. there. And I was... It was a great episode. It was a great it episode, is. even though I'm like, that's not how things go, but you're close. <laughs> it, yes. You're close. Somebody did some research into it, but I don't know enough, but the lead character is a dominatrix. Not yeah. the lead character, like a side character. Yeah. It's one of those character. law and orders or something like, like she's that. A con- consult, consultant yeah. or something like that. I can't. Remember yeah, what it is. I can't remember, but, but it probably is one of those. On on that line, I've been rewatching Modern Family, which is a little bit of an older show. Okay. A little bit of an older show. I haven't watched. It. Oh. It's, it's too new. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one of the things that that they've done in there, and this, it's not necessarily once again like what we would classify kink or BDSM. But the idea that husband and wife Claire and Phil Dunphy still keep their marriage hot for each other, that every Valentine's Day they um, take on alter alter uh, personas and alter egos and they, they pretend to pick each other up in the bar and they're escapades oh, nice. of that. But it's fun to see, it's fun to see uh, TV portraying relationships and sex as fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really like that. And now I'm kind of like looking up BDSM TV shows to see if I missed anything. Exit, to, I, Exit to Eden is the one you were trying for earlier. What did I end up... I don't know what I ended up... East, East of Eden. Oh, East I said East yeah. of Eden. I think that's a witch show. So Exit to Eden. Yeah, I need to watch that one. So And Secretary, I never really enjoyed Secretary. It seemed like it was like, nah, that doesn't really happen. Oh, she stopped cutting because he said so. That doesn't really happen like that most of the time, right? She puts a worm on his pillow. Dan would take my collar if I did that. You know, things like that. And then I found out who the lead was. And I'm like, oh, I may have to go watch that again. So James Spader, I didn't realize that was him for some reason. To me, that was like in his middle years. It's like before he's all, um, wow, I'm having a hard time saying this. He's all hot now. He's like in his 60s and he's hot again. And he used to be hot in the 80s. And, And I'm like... But he's bald. Oh, wait, Dan's bald. I can hey, see that. that shit, huh? <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, was it, was it Alyssa Milano's movie, Brazen? Uh, she was like, it was a crime, crime thriller drama. Could be. That was, re- that was a recent one. Besides Bonding would be the only one that one I could think of dominatrix wise. Um, I'm going to go through these, this, uh, this little quiz for you guys. Okay. I'm going to start with you, Tracy. I'm going to name a movie. I've got two lists of movies. Some of those are BDSM movies and some are not. Are we talking porn? Or are we just talking like a BDSM theme in there? It has somewhere? a BDSM theme in there somewhere. Tracy, okay. um, is this a BDSM themed movie or TV show or not? Nude nuns with big guns. Hmm. I'm going to say not. No, it is. Oh, man. Uh, Troy, Dry Wind. No. Nope, it is. Wow. Dry uh, Wind. That sounds kind of disgusting for a movie title. I was thinking it was a Western. Yeah, it could be a western. It could be. Never mind. <laughs> Dawn. All of a sudden, there's a sand fetish out there. Now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, leap year. Leap year. I'm gonna say yes. Yes, it is. Uh, Tracy. Now, apocalypse. No. 
Yes, it is. What? Yeah, Apocalypse Now would not be, but oh. now Apocalypse is. <laughs> uh, Troy, this you'll probably this is probably gonna be an easy one. Professor Martin Marston and the Wonder Woman. Uh, that is. Yes, it is. It definitely has some some bits to it. Oh, it's got what BDSM and polyamory in there, so. Mm, yeah, you could call it that. Yeah, you could call it that actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dawn, Cam. Cam. Yes. Well, they've all been yes so far, so I'm going to go yes. Not only yes, but I actually saw the first 10 minutes of this. Really? Yeah. You, you... you lasted long enough for 10 minutes, as in you you go through movies fast. Look, if they're not entertaining, you turn them off. It just so happens that gentlemen know how to quickly masturbate. If you can't get a nut in 10 minutes, what's the point? And if That you... is not what I was meaning and was oh. actually making a point not to mean that. In that case, disregard what I said. Five no, minutes, got it. Five minutes of it's on Netflix because you can go 2x speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you get rug burns. It's, uh... <laughs> um, uh, other movies that I would not expect to have a beauty... Oh, here's one, Tracy. The Human Centipede oh. 2. Ugh. I'm like cringing at this. Just even the title. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes. Especially if there's a two. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, inspired by the fictional Dr. Heinrichs, oh. disturbed loner Martin dreams of creating a 12-person centipede. Ew. Uh, anything else to say about naughty shows and media and TV? No. Just that it's hard to find them. As in, I like to watch TV shows and um, I'm Penny... No, that wasn't it. There's one that has the word penny in it. That is, it's like werewolf sex and vampire sex and that type of stuff. And they're, they're DSC and power exchangey and primal. Those are the fun ones, but they're hard for me to find. Like a True Blood. Yeah. On HBO. Yeah. Lost Boy, True Blood, anything like that. And I know there's another one and, uh, it's like in, in, it's like a Western and I know the word penny is in it, but it's not penny wise. Isn't that a clown? It's a clown. Yeah, so... Penny now, Lane? Maybe? No, I, that's a Beatles song. That's a Beatles song. <laughs> but those are the ones that I All like. right. About sexy world vampire sex. Dawn, yeah. what about these? Kansas City, Chicago, Minnesota. Uh, those are places that we're going to be in the next six weeks. Those aren't movies at all, right? Those are not movies at all. <laughs> but there will be BDSM <laughs> themes in those cities. Absolutely. So keep up with all of our events, book news and discounts, and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And get your EA shout-out like Chris from Atlanta, Cindy from Pennsylvania, and Faith from Tennessee. Head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. So, um, Tracy, it, the question of the day is this. Are your kinks and fetishes tied to sex and sexual stimulation? Or can they exist and be satisfied without sex, coitus, or stimulation? I love the word coitus. Uh, it makes me think of Big Bang Theory. Exactly right. Did you, <laughs> yes. did you need the air condition turned on? You were rather red in the cheek. <laughs> uh, yes, all of my kinks all involve sex. Does all your BDSM involve yes. sex? Mm -hmm. Yes. So if you're at a random, like just hanging out, <laughs> board game night... And you get a couple whacks with some kind of a stingy toy. Is that sexual? It, it may be, yes. It may be. It may be. <laughs> you see, I laid out a trap there. I she was very that. cautious. It is not. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Does a tingly feeling move from one place to the other? <laughs> While you backpedal. 
uh, T-Rex, you're known for um, all the, the shibari stuff, the rope and all that. Is all that sexual for you, or is it more of a... I know a lot of rope tops, the reason I ask is some of it's sexual, but most of them seem it's more of a servicey thing. Yeah, I mean, servicey is kind artsy. of... Yeah, it, it's hard to tell on the servicey versus artsy versus sexual. It's all... For me, shibari, um, kimbaku, like seminal, it's all connection. So I think it's in a matter of in the process of doing the tying, if you're feeling the energy click, it could become sexual, but it doesn't necessarily have to be sexual for me to tie people. I will tie people no matter what, just because getting people to move into human pretzel status is much more fun. <laughs> and then hearing all the noises that come from that, like, ow, and stop, and the hell, and fuck, and... Yeah. Okay. You. Yeah. Was, was that a bottle cap you just put there? <laughs> uh, no, it was a Lego, actually. <laughs> Next to the bottle cap. And what about you, Don? I mean, are you... Will you play with somebody if it's non-sexual? I have played with people when it's non-sexual, but my preference is um, the power exchange, obviously, and the power exchange becoming sexual. Those are my favorite scenes, right? So when that is put in the naughtiness... And all that to put in there. Obviously, we negotiate beforehand, but I do have people that I play with where it's it's just impact, right? And I don't know that it would ever go sexual, but I have fun with the impact scenes. Mm-hmm. So, but no, my preference is to have partners that I can get both out of. So we had this question come up the other day: if you're doing just impact and it's not hitting that trigger spot for you, can you still drop into subspace? in an impact scene that's non-sexual then or power exchange for you or do you need the sexual power exchange in order to drop into subspace much easier to drop into subspace i'm trying to think with the few that i've just done impacts you know i have actually had some really cool scenes with someone that is outside of the toledo area that i've played with a few times at ais events Mm -hmm. Some of the scenes have been sexual and really, really cool, but the first few scenes we had were not. I mean, it was all about the power exchange. It was about putting a whip around my neck and then um, threatening me with machetes and, you know, just single tail whips and stuff like that. He had a sexual energy, Mm -hmm. but what we did was not sexual, and I absolutely went into subspace with that. So it's dependent on the person. Was right. it arousing? Because I guess that's oh, the other yeah. thing, is that I I find spanking arousing. Like if yes, it's not it a... was definitely arousing. Yeah. It was not a skill scene, which is what I call them, when it's just a, a spanking and there's no connection, right? It's just about the skill. Those I do, but, but they're not the greatest. Um, but uh, no, he had a sexual energy about him, and that made it sensual, even though you couldn't see that from the outside, that that's what was going on. Well, that is the question of the day. Well, you haven't answered. I was hoping to avoid that. <laughs> uh, are your kinks and fetishes tied to sex and sexual stimulation, or can you, they exist and be satisfied without it? Um, I would say that I prefer a connecting scene. I would my preference is that there is I, I i like your definition the word arousal versus sexual mm-hmm. yeah is a nice media middle ground kind of word yeah i like um, that word i have done so, a little bit of service topping 
But even service topping can be arousing if it is the situation where the person's like, I've never been spanked before and I would mm-hmm. like to experience it and I would like you to be the person that I experience it with. Yeah. For me, that is arousing. Mm-hmm. The, any level of vulnerability taps into my kink. But if you're going to try and have a conversation with me uh, or just want to learn a technique, some of these are not arousing. Um, overall, though, if, if I had my duthers, as they say, <laughs> I would assume that they're all somewhat arousing and sensual and yummy. Nice. Uh, what do you think, oh listeners? Head over to our Discord channel and find the question of the day thread where you too can answer and tell us what we got wrong. <laughs> you can find a link at theeroticawakening.com. Awesome, awesome. So we are also doing Instagram. I think I'm back on board now. So we've got some advertising classes and some local stuff that we're doing while we're traveling. So be a part of the Erotic Awakening podcast community. You can support us on Patreon and get early Wait, access to the podcast. I just saw the coolest thing. Did you see it? I didn't see Anybody anything. See it? I was podcasting. There was a spider crawling over here and I clipped it off the house, off the box. Yeah. And he like webbed his way down. He's like, fine. But he's like all Spider-Man on me and shit. Nice. Or he's just listening and following directions. Do you, know, do you not have a sexual power exchange relationship with a spider? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I prefer Dr. Octopus, thank you. <laughs> a free version of the book, audio, polyamory, polyamory toolkit, ebooks, exclusive chats, memorable discard chat, all kinds of shit. Find all the goodies at patreon.com slash erotic awakening today. Help others find us. Take a moment support the podcast with us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spits, Spotify, wherever you listen, or just to your friends. Join the conversation with us and other listeners. You, you gotta do it as fast as I did it. I don't. Done. (laughs) (laughs) Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us on FetLife as Dan and Dawn. We're Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Or just email us at Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. Bye, guys. Bye, T-Rex. Bye, Tracy. Bye. (laughs)